Hey there, guys, and welcome to the This Life Podcast, episode two. No, it's, it's I still can't believe. You know, the funniest thing was was seeing my podcast on Spotify. I was like, no, 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 this is not right. But anyway, guys, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast and hoping that you've had a fantastic week and that you've had a fantastic weekend. And if you're starting the new week listen, listening to this, I wish you have a fantastic week ahead and all that good stuff. And I hope you're having a fantastic day as well. Anyway, I'm doing very all right, actually. This is actually a Tuesday afternoon. I'll try to record an episode on Sunday. However, it didn't actually go very well. I'll be very honest. I tried recording what I wanted and it was all jumbled and all over the place and nothing made sense. And then it was chaos. Then I tried to edit it and fix it and move text back and forth. I was a nightmare. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to go into this podcast with properly prepared notes of what I would like to say and structured correctly. And that's exactly what I have. I've got some notes right here explaining everything. And it's actually not that late. It's about early in the, on a Tuesday and it was raining earlier. And I hope it doesn't rain now because my roof is very loud and it rains. Although it's very pleasant when you're just lying in your room chilling and you hear rain on the roof. It's very nice. But with a podcast, uh, <laughs> I just think you guys will get drowned out by the rain. But before I head into today's topic, I'd just like to quickly speak about something very interesting. And that was the experience of setting this podcast up. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was a bit chaotic in the sense that I first set it up. For those of you that are wondering why it was late to, the first one was late to Apple Music, I mean, Apple Podcasts, and then it was late to Google Podcasts, but then Spotify was on time. It was weird. And if you ever want to start your podcast, I recommend using a site called Acast. So basically how podcasts work is you have your main website that distributes everything to all your other sites that you want to use. You can use any site. Like I use Acast right now and it can distribute to all the podcast platforms. And all you have to do is upload the podcast to that site and then it distributes it for you. Um, and then right now I'm just using um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And then what I noticed was I wasn't originally using Acast. I was using a different site that said it was free to use. And then when I clicked upload and distribute, in the morning of Sunday morning, because I knew that everything would take long to upload because it was a process, the app was like, ah, uh, no, which plan do you want to pay for? And I'm like, mm, nope. <laughs> so I slid right out of there and then checked out Acast, which my sister recommended. You can check out her podcast under that Freelance Life podcast. It's really cool if you want to freelance, but you can check it out. And basically, once you have chosen your main host site, you upload it and then you, it would share it to all the other platforms. But for some reason, Apple Podcasts takes like two days to review it and then it uploads it. And then Google Podcasts takes up to like five days to review your podcast before it uploads. Really weird. But anyway, like I wasn't going to question it. I was like, you know what? You do you. And Spotify is just the best. But anyway. Okay, guys. So now we're going to jump into today's topic. And today's topic, I want to discuss and dive into taking breaks, trusting yourself and trusting and loving your own process. So what I mean by taking breaks is not taking like time off in between your work sessions or something like that. What I mean by taking breaks is taking a large period of time out of your day to rest or taking days out of your week to rest or even once in a while taking full blown weeks off. So when I talk about taking breaks, I don't mean those like 10 or 20 minute sessions that you have between your work. I mean, you're done the work for the day and you take the rest of the time off. Let's say you finish at four and you rest for the rest of the day. Or if you finish all your weekly work by Friday and you take Saturday, Sunday off, or if you take Sunday off, or every once in a while you take a week off or whatever it may be. And that is the breaks I am talking about. And then in terms of trusting yourself, I'm talking about just putting trust and faith in yourself to get to where you want to be. 
And in terms of trusting your process, it's just trusting that your process that you are adapting to do right now will get you where you want to be. And in terms of trusting yourself, I also want to talk about how myself, as someone who used to, who used to never trust myself, has now gone on to full-blown trusting myself and my actions, as well as trusting my own processes to get me where I wish to be in life. So now we'll dive into taking a break. So I know this sounds a bit rich coming from me as I was someone who never used to take breaks. Um, and I know a lot of my mates will say, nah, bro, camp's like, Josh, you can't say this. Like you, you don't take breaks, fam. I know a lot of my friends know how hard I work and how hard I hustle, but I've recently learned and adapted to the art of taking breaks. And it's very interesting. So I'm just going to provide like a bit of background context so you guys can understand where I'm coming from and where I've kind of got to this position. And a lot of it all started in my high school, although it, I do think it goes a bit further back than that. But anyway, so I'd like to say that it all started way back in high school. Now, I won't run you through too much detail, but sorry, in high school, in high school, I used to work a lot. Like you can ask all of my hostel mates they will know I used to work a lot. I was full-blown on it. I'd work most afternoons, most evenings, especially in matric when the boys would go play footy or go play cricky or whatever the like the gents were out doing. I'd be in my room, matric room, working or wherever. Um, and I generally did a lot of work. And the thing is, in high school, I was generally someone who was very stressed and suffered from anxiety in my later matric, matric year, in grade 11 year, because... I always used to feel that I have to work, I have to stay on top of things. And I always used to be so worried that if I didn't work, I would fall behind. Or, But the thing is, fall behind on what? Because I was always on top of my work. I was always doing the homework, whatever. I always understood what we were doing. But this work that I was doing was always studying for tests, always prepping for projects. And no matter what I would do, I would always have to be working on either the next test we had or the next exam or the next something. So if we had a test in a week, the whole week prepping, I would work just for that test because I would be so worried that if I stopped or took a break or did something, and I know this is going to sound really weird, but I would fall out of the mentality of that test. So what I mean by that is if we had a physics test, I would just be doing physics constantly till I got to that test, right? Then the next test would be math. So I'd be constantly focusing on math. And I'd be so scared that if I took breaks or rested or took time off, I would fall out of like that mentality, like the maths mentality or the maths mindset. And that when I would write, I would eventually just go blank or I'd fail and all the hard work would go out the window. And I would worry so much about the test and worry so much about the exam that I would feel that if I wasn't working, then I'd be worrying. So I would always work to kind of avoid the worry and that's where the concept of I would never take breaks because I was just so worried about the tests and worried about exams and wanting to do well. And this pressure for me to do well was a lot of self-pressure. I mean, I didn't get a lot of pressure from my parents. They always said like, look, you can do your own thing, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to achieve, it's all yours. So just do it. It's up to you, whatever you want. So then I just went in with, I've got to do this, bang. And it got very, very intense. And then in my matric year, I remember before a specific exam, getting full-blown anxiety because it was one of the, it was in a specific exam that I prepped so long for and I was so worried and I would literally work up until the point that I had to go to sleep. So I'd be working continuously days before until the day before the exam it would be like 11 o'clock at night and I'd say, cool, I have to go to bed now because I need to wake up and have enough sleep to write the exam. And I'd lie in bed and when I, the second I would lie down, I would start worrying. I'd be like, hey, have I prepped enough? Have I done this? No, I need to work more. No, I need to do more. I can't, I can't. And then I continuously worry about like I'd said, falling behind or, but falling behind on what? Or that I'm not doing enough and I need to continue to be doing more and more and more and more. So that's why I never took breaks back in high school and often led to me being a very, very anxious individual. 
And then towards the end of my trek, I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to let anxiety govern my life anymore. And it was in that space of time, which I'll, this is going to be another podcast episode in itself. But I decided that I don't want to let anxiety govern my life. I said I wasn't going to let this thing take control of me when it's just a mindset, it's just a mentality. It's something that is not going to, no longer going to control me and influence my life. And I, took, I was very proactive about it and I took approaches and I meditated and did a whole bunch of things. And eventually I beat it towards the end of the year. Now this, met, now this is relevant because in 2019, when I started the year, I'd just come out of like beating like a mental health thing and I was full blown on the self-development train and motivation. So I went into 2019 with this full blown like motivational vibe, like, yo, I'm going to kick this year's ass. I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm just going to rock it, live life, love life, etc. And then it was through that, that I actually discovered a lot of these like motivational speakers and like the top 1% and all these influential videos by like motivational people and speakers and content, this like motivational content that kind of would inspire me all the time. So I discovered people like Tony Robbins, David Goggins, Mal Robbins, Impact Theory, like all of the big boys that used to upload a lot of stuff about motivation and get you motivated, get you pumped. Like, you know, those videos where you see and they're like, this is how to start your day, right? Motivational, whatever. And I'd watch some of those and those would really get me pumped. And through that, I actually got really motivated and I went all in on my college work and I really started working hard at college and dedicating myself, but not being anxious and worried if I didn't work. Then I started going like all in on myself and I started like developing myself and like um, taking care of myself. And I went all in on my job and I got a job as a waiter and I went all in on that and taking time and dedicating time to it. And it was really amazing. I ended up working hard on college and waitering and I was really happy. Whereas in matric, because of all the stress, anxiety and worry, I was unhappy. But I was happy. I was looking after myself. I was working hard at college, like hard, hard. I was working hard at my job and I was working hard on myself and it was all great. But then I ended up going further down this rabbit hole of motivation, of inspiration and going down and, and further, further down the rabbit hole. And then I discovered grinding and the hustle culture and Gary Vee and realizing that in order for me to get to where I want to be in life and achieve dreams and all of that, I would have to grind and grind and grind and put in the work. And then through discovering all of this hustle culture and motivation culture, like I'm not saying specifically that Gary Vee promotes hustle culture because he actually doesn't. He promotes the idea of happiness, which I'll get into later. But from watching his videos, I got the idea that, oh my God, I can't just do college work. I have to do a whole bunch of work on the side and I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do all of this and my day has to be filled with work. And then from discovering all these videos and hustle culture, I got back into the mentality of a trick again where I was continuously worrying about the next thing. Oh my God, I have to worry about this test or whatever. But now it was, I'm worried about my future. I'm worried about this um my job is what i want to do when i'm older and i started worrying about everything and obviously when you say you're worried about the future it's just it's infinite worry because you're always going to worry about the future because the future never arrives it always stays in the future so i was just continuously worried about those things and worrying and worrying and then eventually this voice was in the back of my head telling me that i must work and i must do more and i must do more and thus I ended up grinding more hustling more working more and although I was enjoying it, it was very sacrificial to my happiness. I ended up sacrificing my happiness. And I did take breaks every now and again, but never enough that I needed or that I wanted. It was just always work. And I, if I would finish something, it's okay, cool, we need to move on to the next. Cool, that's done, now on to the next. And I felt like if I wasn't working or making something, I was worrying about the future, as I just said in a trick. So we ended up going full loop. And that was most of my 2019 year. Not really most, but that was towards halfway through my year, towards the end. And then I discovered grinding, hustle culture, and then I started going all in. And although 
the Gary V um, vibe and all of that has allowed me to create my Instagram. It's allowed me to create my YouTube. It's allowed me to create this podcast that I'm speaking to right now, which is really amazing. I sometimes go a bit too far and end up sacrificing my happiness and all of that jazz. But with 2020 coming around, I decided to take a new approach and rather focus on the process and taking it slow and taking breaks and looking after myself and putting myself first. And then when COVID hit, it was very interesting because I spent way more time with myself and having more time than I would usually. Because with COVID, um, there was no more waitering job. So instead of me working four shifts a week every night or five shifts a week, I would work no shifts a week. So I had a way more time on my hands. Then there was no longer commuting to college, commuting there, driving there, because everything's online now. So I suddenly realized I had this ridiculous amount of time. And although I spent that first 21 days of lockdown here in South Africa, we had lockdown level five for 21 days and everything was closed. And during that time, I fully relaxed. I was relaxing, looking after myself. Um, and then, however, although I did take time for myself, I started realizing, cool, now it's time to get back to work. So I did it at a more gradual pace. I wasn't going so hectic. But then, however, recently, I've kind of gone full in, like gone full-blown work. And it may be a coping mechanism for what's going on, but I kind of dwelled more into it. And then I realized that I just like enjoy the work. So I started working more harder, not taking breaks, grinding more, getting back to the full-blown hustle vibe that I had last year, but more intense now. So that leads me up to where I am now. And I recently just came out of a three-week holiday. And basically within that three-week holiday, we had just had a hectic semester. It was very intense, a lot of work. First time doing a full semester online. It was pretty intense. And immediately I worked that whole holiday. I worked on passion stuff like photography, filming, filming this, editing this, making more things because I suddenly realized I'd wear more time on my hands. And that voice in the back of my head was going, no, you need to work more with this time. You need to do more with this time. This time's an opportunity to work more. And if I wasn't working, like I said, I was a little bit worried about the future. So I'd end up working more and working more. And I worked so much the three-week holiday. And although I do enjoy the work, I still think it's very important to take a break. Like no one can work infinitely. Like Elon Musk, that oak is crazy. Like we won't go into Elon Musk, but that oak's crazy. But like I said, I'm not Elon Musk. You are not Elon Musk. You're your own person. So you need to find what works for you. And I'll go into it. But a lot of people struggle to take breaks and they're overworking themselves and overworking themselves and working themselves too hard. And I'm especially a victim of that. And I know a lot of people are and... This is this what I'm going to get into now is how you can take breaks instead of overworking yourself and just working way too hard. So in these three holidays, I ended up working way more than I should, not using it as time for as time to relax and recuperate for the next semester, which is what I'm where I'm at now. I'm already in this semester and I'm realizing some hectic things. So instead of taking the break, I ended up going full in on work. And now I'm back at college and last week was a pretty intense week. We had a software block. I won't go into it just quickly. It's a software block where we learn a new software and we spent that week working and half of our day was taken up by doing this course that we're learning and learning a new software. And what's very interesting is I suddenly realized how little time I have now, now that college has started with the amount of things that I plan to do. So obviously I've set up a whole bunch more things, two YouTube channels and all of that jazz. And I've set up a whole bunch of things that I want to do. And I've suddenly realized, oh my God, I don't have time. I don't have time to do all of this. And I know a lot of people are getting to that kind of point. And I know that some of you are with overworking is that you you have all of the stuff to do and no time and you end up sacrificing your own health and your own breaks because for me at least, it's not just college work that will get me where I need to go. It's all this extra work that I need to do. And I know especially as creatives, we are victim of that is 
we don't just do the work that set us for us. We do all of these extra work, these passion projects, these extra things we want to do, these extra things that we want to build. And then what ends up being sacrificed is ourselves. And it's very sad, but I'll quickly get into that. And now I've suddenly finished this intense week. I'm exhausted. It's been hectic times, a lot of work. And I'm sitting here now going, I actually need to take a break. And this voice that keeps telling me to take a break, I mean, this voice that keeps telling me not to take a break and just work more is not helping. And I've realized, and I woke up recently today and I was like full-blown exhausted. And I said, look, I actually need to address this. I need to take a break. I can't keep doing this, all of this work on top of college work and all of that jazz. It's just going to be too much for one person to handle. So thus, I want to go into taking breaks. And if you are a victim of overworking and struggling and working too much, and yes, it's amazing to have goals and to push yourself and to go for it and to chase your dreams and work hard on it but you've got to still look after yourself. And something, I'll quickly touch on the idea of happiness. And there was a quote that I read about happiness, which is very interesting. And I'll touch on that now. And it says, happiness is where you are now, or it is nowhere at all. Until you give up on the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. So in that sense is that happiness is not a new car. Happiness is not your promotion. Happiness is not a new relationship. Happiness is not achieving your goals. Happiness is not getting where you want to be. Happiness is exactly where you are now. At the second that you are listening to this podcast, at the second that I'm speaking into this microphone and watching the voice recorder go up and down, that is where happiness is. And I know that some people work for their goals and say their goals make them happy or when they achieve this and when they get what they want to get to or where they start pursuing their job or when they get, um, when they're qualified or when they start freelancing, they'll be happy. But the thing is, you will still be the same person when you get there. I don't mean your values will be the same. Your values may change, but at your core, you are the same person. You are still who you are. And if you are still unhappy where you are now, then you'll be unhappy when you get there. And that's why I worked for so long. So I was worrying and worrying. And I said, look, I have to be happy. I have to achieve my goals. I have to get my dreams. And then I was worried. And then that made me very unhappy in the moment until one day I sat back and I went, you know what? Like if I'm, if I'm unhappy now, what makes, me, what, what makes me think getting to where I want to be will make me happier if I'm unhappy now with myself anyway. And the thing is, You've got to be happy in yourself now. You've got to be happy as you are now to be happy when you get there. And if that means taking breaks and slowing down before you get there and taking breaks in your process to get to where you want to be to make yourself happier, then do that. There's no point sacrificing your unhappiness on the whole way to get to where you want to be, on your whole journey. There's no point because then you'll still be unhappy when you get there. And Gary Vee speaks about this briefly and he says that he would he would rather enjoy the process and be happy than not and what he means quickly is he he's a big quote by him is that he would rather um be happy in his little polo than cry in his bentley and i that phrase for me is so strong and i'm like you know what it's just about happiness that is what it's about so you've got to look after yourself and you've really got to love yourself on this journey because when you get there you won't suddenly change you won't go oh i can love myself now that's not how it's gonna work you've got to love yourself the whole way so you've got to take breaks and you've got to look after yourself and one thing I always tell myself is I am the only one that is going to get me where I want to go. So I've got to look after myself while I get there. I've got to do it my own way. And taking breaks is a way to show yourself that you respect that you're the only person that can get yourself there. And you've got to look after yourself along the way. And it's all about finding what works for you. And I know earlier I spoke about these motivational speakers and these top 1%. And I used to look at them and they would always say, work, grind, go for it, do this, do that. And I would take all of that as the be all and end all. Whatever they said was the golden rule. So if they said work all the time, I would work all the time. If they said do this, I was doing this. And then I realized that 
That's not what works for me. That might be what worked for them or work for the top 1%, but that's not what works for me. And it's all about what finding what works exactly for you. And if working for you is taking two hour breaks a day, taking Saturday and Sunday off, that's perfectly fine. Because if you are happy along your way, along doing what you're doing, then that's all that matters. It's about your happiness. If you only want to work three days a week and you want to chill at home with your family for the rest of the time or go on hikes and nature walks or do whatever you like doing, do that. It's just about happiness. It's not about anything else, really. And something I also, something which my sister told me who she's been in the industry for 10 years and, and I was speaking about the 1% and how they're always grinding and she said to me, she said, you do understand that even the 1% takes breaks, right? And that kind of hit me quite hard because we look at these big successful individuals and we're like, oh, they never take breaks. They're always grinding, they're always working. But in reality, I promise you they take breaks. And one thing that's very interesting is by Robin Sharma. And I recently read his book, The 5am Club. And in that book, he says, world-class performance requires world-class recovery. And I'll get to that analogy in a minute. But what I wanted to say is that within that, life is more than just your work. When, like, this is something that's very interesting and something that one of my mates told me when he was really concerned the amount of time that I was working. He said, Bruce, I take away your work. What is left in your life? And that's so interesting. And yes, it is amazing that I found my passion and I found all I love. And it's incredible that I get to do it almost every single day. But there has to be a part where you can separate yourself from your work and do things out from work. It's good for your energy. It's good for your soul. It's good for your mind. It's good to get the mind resting all the time. And... A beautiful thing that I like to tell myself as well is on your way to the top, don't forget to enjoy the view. You know, you're not going to walk all the way to the top of the mountain with your head down at the path thinking next step, next step, next step, the next step, the next day or the next hike. You're going to stop once in a while, take a breather, have a sip of your water, look at the beautiful view, say, wow, this is getting incredible. Walk along more, get higher and say, oh my God, this looks amazing. This view is incredible. Then eventually you're going to get to the top and you're going to look how far you've come and go, oh my God, that was incredible. And now look at this incredible view. Hopefully that analogy makes sense. And to go back on what I said earlier about world-class performance requires world-class recovery is if you look at it like this, when I was working at my waitering job and I was talking about how exhausted I was, a mate of mine spoke to me there and he said, Brew, and it was his uncle or someone that he knew was driving an Audi V10 Plus or Audi V10 Bi-Turbo. For those who don't know, it's extremely fast car, has like a thousand horsepower, very fast. Um... And basically, he said that they took it around the track, pushing it to like full throttle, sending it properly, taking it around a racetrack, going for it. And they, he said that on the last lap, they had to take it around the track without using the brakes. Because the brakes were so hot that if they stopped or if they stopped using it, like if they just stopped the car and let it rest, or if they continued to use the brakes, the brakes would melt because they were so hot. So that's take it around the brake, around the brake, around the track, and allow the air to cool down the brakes. And then if you think about it, that car was performing at world class and now gets a world class recovery to cool down the brakes to be able to be used. And the same thing applies to you. You've got to give yourself time to let your brakes cool down, to let your engine cool down. Otherwise, you're just going to blow a gasket, blow a fuse, and then you're just broken. Then you're just burnt out and nobody wants that. And I love the analogy as well of athletes. If you look at athletes, they push themselves, they go for it, they go for it, they go for it, but they rest. And interesting thing is when... Hector Bellerin for right back for Arsenal took, um, he did a video where he took a, a tour of the Arsenal stadium. And in the change rooms, they are hot, there's a hot tub. There's a sauna room. These oaks rest and get recovery in style. They perform at world-class level in the Premier League, the top league in soccer. They perform at that level, but yet they allow themselves to get that rest. 
So I say unto you is, why can't you have that rest? And something that I know some of you are thinking is that, oh, I'm not at the top yet. I need to get to the top. I'm not there yet. I need to get there. And I'm thinking, like, you understand that what I've just spoken the whole previous time about on your way to the top, don't forget to enjoy the view. World-class performance does require world-class recovery. And it doesn't matter where you are, if you're at the top or if you're in the middle or at the bottom, wherever you are, if you're performing well, if you're performing at what you believe is world-class, you need world-class recovery. And an interesting thing that is very interesting is we live in a society that praises the idea of work. And I just want to say, why? Why do we praise work so much? Why do we praise people that work all the time? Why do we praise the idea of nine to five and and like you know what i mean staying up all night and drinking loads of cups of coffee and like why are we praising that because i don't think we should personal opinion like i said i want to give a disclaimer what's podcast is personal opinion quickly um and personal experiences but that part there is like why do we praise that and i'll just leave that up to you to think about and you can send me a message on any social media platform um they're all linked in the description if that's what you'd like to comment on and i just want to say why why do we praise work we should be praising health we should be praising happiness we should be praising mental health we should be praising mental clarity we should be praising peace and love and happiness and that's what i have to just say on that and Something that's quite interesting is I was talking earlier before I head into talking about um, trusting yourself and trusting the process. I just want to say something quickly to sit with you. Um, and that is like, remember, I was talking about how to get to where you want to be. If you're continuously looking at the future, the future never comes. If you continuously worry about getting there, getting there, you're never going to be happy and enjoy the now. And it brings an analogy I like about this is also Alan Watts when he says life is not a journey. Because a journey implies a destination, a journey implies an end. But there is no end. Because if you're saying, I want to get there, then you're going on a journey. But the journey implies where you want to get to, so you can't see worry about getting there. But he decides to look at life rather as a dance. Because within that, when you dance, you're in the moment. You're dancing. And when you're dancing in a room with your partner, or wherever, in ballroom dancing, or anything, you don't aim to get somewhere in the room, or do a specific amount of steps, or do anything. You just dance. You just be in the moment and move to the music and dance. And I believe that is what life is about. Just being happy in the moment and enjoying the dance. So therefore, I think don't kill yourself on your way to getting to the top. Enjoy the dance or the journey or the path or whatever you want to say it of getting to where you want to be because it is that part that you'll spend the most amount of time on. When you climb a mountain, You'll climb it for two, three hours. And when you get to the top, you'll spend like 30 minutes having a picnic, whatever, and then you go back down again. For those of you that stay up there for another three hours, I respect you. But it, the analogy is that you're going to spend most of your time on the hike, on the climb. You've got to enjoy it. Don't not enjoy it. And because that's where you're spending most of your time, otherwise you're spending most of your time being unhappy. So, yeah. And now I'd like to move into trusting yourselves. Trusting yourself and trusting yourselves and trusting your process. But before I do, I just want to ask, yourself, ask you a quick question. Can you look in the mirror, look yourself in the eye and say with absolute confidence that I trust myself. I trust my actions. I trust what I do. I have full faith and belief in myself and I trust everything that I do. I hopefully some of you have already made up your mind about what you, what you would say. Say, yes, I can trust myself. Well, no, I can't trust myself. But it was interesting. Recently, quite a while back before I was able to trust myself, a friend of mine asked me, she said to me, Josh, do you trust yourself? And I openly said no. And that was just because I didn't. I didn't. And I, I couldn't. 
and it was very interesting and what i would like to say is that with with the above what i'd like to say is that i used to work so much because i didn't trust myself like i said i would worry i mean the worrying about the test or worrying about the future worrying about this worrying so much because i didn't trust myself to get myself there and i had to continuously police myself and restrict myself from these breaks because or taking time off because i would think that an hour break would then be two hours and two hours would be a day and a day would be a week and so on and so on and it would keep growing exponentially and then I would not trust myself and I would believe that I would just fall out and give up on my dreams and never make it. But when I say it out loud, it sounds really stupid and if any of you can relate to this, hopefully this will help you. But it's just that that's why I wouldn't trust myself. But what I'd like to say is you have to trust yourself because you are all you will have in this life. You yourself are all you are guaranteed to have for your entire life. So how can you not trust the person that's going to be by your side for the rest of your life? And you are the only one capable of getting to where you want to be. Therefore, how can you not trust yourself? Because you're going to be the one that gets you there. You've got to trust yourself. An interesting question I'd like to ask on to you is, if you can trust other people who you don't know that well, how can you not trust yourself who you know absolutely through and through? And to build on that quickly, there's a quote that goes, if there's ever been one thing that separates the best from the unknown, that one thing is self-belief. And self-belief requires trust. You can't believe in yourself if you don't trust yourself. You've got to trust yourself to believe in yourself. You have to trust yourself to get to where you want to be, as only then will you be free to be able to get to where you want to be and do it your own way and do it how you want to do it and do it in a way that excites you and work and chase your dreams and do it in a way that excites you in a way that you feel free to do it that you're not restricted that you're not under control that you are the one in control by trusting yourself you give yourself control you give yourself the freedom to do it how you want to do it and have fun with it because i used to think that i would have to mimic these top one percenters mimic the work processes of all these people that have already made it and mimicking these speakers and all of their processes and mimicking the top one percent and how they did it because that way will work but that has all been done before so why not do it your way? Your way hasn't been done before. You are the only one that can walk your path and you have to do it your own way and how you want to do it. That's because like, if you think about it, all these one percenters, Elon Musk, they all did it in a way that worked for them and how they wanted to do it. If you mimic them, you're just doing what they did. You're not doing what you want to do and how you want to do it. It's got to be how you want to do it. Your process has to be your way and you've got to make a process that you enjoy and that thrills you and that excites you and that's how you learn so getting to that process requires that you trust yourself to develop that and to be free to do it how you want to do it so with that i've mentioned a lot about the process and i've mentioned the process of getting where you, to, where you need to go and taking breaks is part of your process and trusting yourself in your process but now i'd like to get into trusting the process and the process itself so Basically, your process is your process and no one else can take that away from you. It is yours. It is your way of doing it and how you like to do it and how you like to live your life. And that is your process. Like I said earlier about Alan Watts and the dance, it is your dance. You must dance how you want to do it and whatever makes you happy because happiness is what really matters. And Gary Vee speaks about the process a lot. And he says, you've got to enjoy the process. You've got to be happy in the process and you've got to be patient. And he says that it's not about earning this much salary in a year. It's not about earning $150,000 a year. It's not about that. It's about being happy and maybe earning $50,000 a year because it's not about the amount of money. It's about how happy you are. 
and he speaks about the process in the sense that it's micro speed macro patience it's about being fast in what you're doing loving it and enjoying it but being patient in the long run because where you want to go where you want to get to will take a good amount of time and i think thankfully for myself i'm only 20 years old and i just want to say that if you're under 40 years old or under maybe even 50 years old you are so young you've got so much time to do what you want to do just be patient with it and find a process that makes you happy and that you enjoy and then you'll get to where you want to be. And although some of you may say, oh, being under 50 isn't that young, if you think about modern medicine at the rate at which modern medicine is growing, and, and I think there's something called stem growth or stem growth or something where they do cell replacements and all of that. And if you think about our parents, right? When our parents and our grandparents were born, think about how much modern medicine has escalated since the birth of them, since they were born. My dad personally was born in the 1950s, and if I think about how much medicine has grown since then, that's ridiculous when I think about it. So I'd just like to quickly say that if you're under 50, under 40, you are so young, you can do so much. You can really achieve your dreams, and you are never, ever, ever too young to be happy or too old to be happy, because that's what it's about. I'd also like to say is your life is yours. You've got to do it your way and what works for you, not how the top 1% do it and how the other people do it it's how you want to do it and what makes you happy and like i said earlier if you want to spend four days a week working and spend the other three lying on the beach in the sun because that what makes you happy and you are generally stoked every day living that lifestyle awesome do that please do that please do what makes you happy and do the process that makes you happy and your process has to work for you and you must enjoy it because otherwise why are you bothering like, why would you put yourself through so much suffering over so long just to get to where you want to be? Because you'll still be unhappy when you get there. And I don't mean that you shouldn't push yourself out of your comfort zone and you shouldn't push yourself because you must. But when you do push yourself out of your comfort zone and when you do have periods of suffering where you've worked so hard and for so long, give yourself a break. Don't continue down that road because you're just going to be unhappy. And I'm a prime, I was a prime victim of that. Actually, I would work for weeks on end hardcore grind, struggling, late nights, no sleep, but then I would get on holiday, and instead of doing that, I'd just continue working, but obviously I wouldn't be doing all nights, so I'd still be working though, and I wouldn't give myself that break. So I say onto you is give yourself, like I said, time for your breaks to do a lap around the track where they cool down, time where you sit in the sauna and the hot tub and you relax, time where you're doing the hike and you take a water break and you look at the beautiful view that is around you. Take that time because it is crucial for your happiness. Because in the end of the day, it's the process that takes the longest amount of time. Thus, you have to have one that works for you and that you enjoy. Just be patient. Trust that your process will get you where you want to go because it is yours. Now, that's it, guys. So I've kind of got everything down that I wanted to say. And I'm just going to round it up and sum up what we've spoken about today. And I really hope what I've said has either resonated with you or struck a chord. Or maybe you can relate to what I'm saying or... Maybe it helps you in any way, shape or form. And I really hope it did. And, you know, this is obviously me talking from a lot of my own personal experiences, what I've learned along my journey and my life and what I've discovered and this life that we live and this life that we have, you know. Um, and yeah, so I won't speak more on it because I feel like I've kind of iterated it a lot over the course of what, like almost 30 odd minutes, 40 minutes um, about like trusting yourself, taking breaks and trusting your process because that is what it's about. Now, I would just like to end off now by concluding everything. And I would just like to conclude with saying, and before I end off and head off, and I would just like to say, please do what makes you happy. Just do that. And I think that's what really, really matters. Whatever that is, if it means taking breaks, 
means trusting yourself and it means trusting the process just be happy man like i just want to i just want to live in a world where more people are happier and more people show love and compassion because i just feel that that is what makes us truly happy so with that said i like to head off for the afternoon evening or whenever you listen to this for the morning and i just lay like Thank you so much for listening. If you listen this far, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so much. Like I'm just a dude sitting in my room talking to my laptop microphone with ideas and it's just incredible. So if you did enjoy this podcast, hopefully that asks you just to rate it and let me know what you think and show some love to the podcast. And and if you enjoyed it, if you really enjoyed this episode, I'd just like to ask you to maybe tell your friend about it. Tell your mom, tell your dad or tell someone that you feel needs to take a break or trust the process. And if you feel it was beneficial to you, just tell them to give it a listen mean a lot to me and yeah and if you enjoyed it you and if you enjoy the content that i'm making you can follow me on my socials they will be linked down below and with that i wish you an absolutely fantastic day week afternoon evening whenever you listen to this i hope you feel good i feel great and i wish you nothing but happiness and and all of that so until next week sunday much love